Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. We're talking different tips, how to get through these crazy times and how to approach different aspects of how to help our children and those around us. Going to talk a little bit about reducing stress in the classroom, which also could be in your home because now your home is the classroom with remote working and learning and some healthy sleep habits also because it's so crazy. Our days are so out of whack. Our internal clocks our biological circadian rhythms are so off maybe we could figure out ways to have healthy sleep habits i know that the first part of the day is working for me second part of the day is my wife and i trying to figure out how to get through those hours with the kids and then the last part of the day is my wife and i spending time together until we finally succumb to sleep way 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 late in the day so our sleep habits could be off all of our sleep habits could be off so let's talk a little bit how we can reduce stress in the classroom and the home environment of class and then the healthy sleep habits with the help of your therapy source.com classrooms and the home can be stressful for certain students and for all students during certain times overstimulating environments or unrealistic academic expectations are just two examples of what can cause stress levels to rise different suggestions to help create a peaceful classroom in the home or a peaceful classroom when you go back to real school reduce visual clutter psychological science published research indicating that children in highly decorated classrooms were more distracted spent more time off tasking demonstrated smaller learning gains than when the decorations were removed. 24 kindergartners were placed in laboratory classrooms that were heavily de- decorated or sparsely decorated in taught lessons. Results that were reported were that children learned in both classroom types, but they learned more when the room was not heavily decorated. Children's accuracy on the test questions were higher in the sparse classrooms, 55% correct, than in the decorated classrooms, 42% correct. So that's 13% difference. And the rate of off-task behavior was higher in the decorated classrooms, 38.6% time spent off-task, than in the sparse classroom, 28.4%. That's a 10% and a little bit difference also. Reduce the noise levels in the environment, especially in the home. Sometimes children can be loud. Imagine trying to learn when the noise level is too high. By establishing reasonable noise levels in the classroom and in the home, it prevents overstimulation. Students may need to be taught when appropriate noise levels are acceptable. Try using a noise meter for a visual cue. I remind you, I've talked about this on the show in the previous years, the previous seasons. When I was studying in college, when I was studying in grad school and OT school, I could not study if there was a single noise in the environment. I literally, before I got married, before we moved to our apartment, my wife and I, and then to our home now. I could not study for the life of me if there was any noise. I would lock myself in my room and I needed utter, complete silence. Now also when I'm learning or reading something, studying something, I need utter, complete silence, utter, complete quiet. That's my sensory needs. That's my sensory environment. That's how I learn and how I study. Can you imagine kids if they need the same thing? They need the quiet. They need the peace and quiet. If you have multiple levels in your home, even if the kids are going crazy or the siblings are going crazy on the main floor, maybe send them to the attic or send them to the basement. In our house, I go work on the attic floor because I need the quiet, I need the separation, and if I need to come down to help my wife, I do. My wife, God bless her, works on the first floor with the kids 
don't know how that works, but she's a saint, so that's how it is. But for me, I have to go to the attic, and when I do lecture series or whatever, when I do lessons and the like, I go to the attic, and then a lot of times to record if there's noise or I need to not disturb my wife or whatever, I go to the basement. There are different levels in our home. If you have different levels in your home, that might be what the kids need for them to be able to focus. Some people, like my wife, need noise, need music to be able to study, need distraction, need something in the background, but I cannot do that. A lot of kids also cannot have a single sound a single noise they need the quiet they need the ability to focus so if that's in your home then we have to reduce the noise levels we need a quiet area for all students establish an area in the classroom or in the home where students and the children can go for some quiet time again the attic the basement somewhere that they could go and if it's an apartment maybe of a corner or noise canceling headphones or the like provide noise canceling headphones or quiet soft music for children to calm down like we just mentioned maybe place a few pillows or comfortable seating in a corner of the house or apartment for a calm down space provide visual pictures to help students relax before a test or after a stressful situation again make sure to maintain a routine when students and children know what to expect especially in crazy times stress is reduced and set realistic expectations make sure students are educated on what your expectations and the children are let them know what expectations are to maintain a peaceful classroom and home environment keep in mind as teachers and parents and therapists, our students and our children can only sit for so long. They can sit still for so long. That's why our therapy sessions on Google Meet or if you use Zoom can only be a certain amount of time. Mine are 30 minutes each, like the mandate. And if it's a class session, it really can't be 60 minutes on visual. That's very difficult. Provide movement and brain breaks throughout the day. Physical activity can help to reduce stress. I have kids only for 30 minutes, but I don't like all 30 minutes to be writing. Even if it's a fun game, a fun task, I don't do that. I like the first 10 minutes, the first third to be the movement. And I use Go Noodle, I use the, the Maximo, or the Zumba for kids, or the Blazer Fresh, different things that get them moving, get them pumped up, get out the energy, get out the movement, and then they can sit down and focus and relax and do the fine motor work, which usually is writing-based, whether it's a game or the like, and then we could also incorporate scissors, but let them have the movement, even if they're working at home in our crazy times, and then some healthy sleep habits with the help of yourtherapysource.com. Combining physical activity and sleep can be a tricky balance in kids. Getting proper sleep for adults or children can be very challenging in this fast-paced world, especially in our crazy times. Physical activity is extremely important for children, but healthy sleep patterns are also crucial to child mind and body development. Some suggestions for kids are limit vigorous physical activity before bed, creating a calm atmosphere. Try yoga, tai chi, or a stroll, which may be more beneficial in order to help children transition to sleep time. Turn off the television, computer, tablet, and phone at least 30 minutes before bed. Some people say an hour or more before bed. Establish a routine at bedtime. For example, brush teeth, read for 20 minutes, and go to bed. And on bath nights, add in bath also. Encourage children to get the recommended hours of sleep based on their, based on their age. Talk to your pediatrician about how many hours of sleep your child should get. Stick with the routine especially with regular bedtimes and morning wake-up times, especially during crazy times like the times we live in. Even though there's so much craziness out there, especially during our crazy times, even though so much is uncertain, so much is unpredictable about the future, if you're able to show routine, you're able to show some normalcy for kids, even if they fight with each other, but they understand that that mommy and daddy, Abba and, and Ima, or um, Tati and mama whatever whatever you go by whatever name you use if they know that they're around and you're giving the routine we still have to get to bed by x time my kids are very little we try to get them in by six seven o'clock because no matter what time we put them in they always wake up crazy early in the morning and they go off and they and they wreck the house and they watch whatever they watch 
on the Netflix for kids or whatever. But when they get to sleep, when they get to sleep, we try to get them in because we know they're going to wake up crazy early, four, five, six o'clock. So we get them in by six, seven o'clock. They need that amount of sleep because they won't nap during the day. And if they know they're going to go to sleep at a certain time, they get tired at a certain time. They know they're ready for sleep at a certain time. They know they do baths on whatever nights of the week. Some people do it every night. Some people do it a couple of times a week. But whenever you do it, for those kids, they know the routine. They know what they're going to do. And, and if you have the routine where, where daddy or mommy makes dinner and then we sit and eat dinner and then we know we're going to change up pajamas, then we have a little snuggle time with our parents and then we go to sleep. And then when it's bath night, we do the baths also. Then they know it's part of the routine and they know what's coming. If you think do things out of routine, like you skip one of those elements, they're going to feel like something's missing. They're going to feel like the routine is not in order. They're going to feel like a habit is missing. Habits are formed from 30 days or more. So if you're doing something for the kids, keep it up. Don't let them go to sleep 10 o'clock one night and then 6 o'clock the next night and then 8.30 the next night. That's crazy for their routine. Keep to the routine even if it's difficult as much as possible. If they go to sleep at 6.30, keep to that 6.30. Even if you're going to grandparents or to the in-laws or you're going to friends, try to keep to it as much as possible. I remember a lot of times... When the kids were little, and even not so far in the past, when we had to bring them to the weddings, we would bring the double stroller or the single stroller and have them go to sleep. Even at my own siblings' wedding, we brought the stroller so that the kids can go to sleep at the right time, so they wouldn't be crazy off the rocker, so they would still have their routine, they would still have their ability to focus, still have their ability to do such things. So if we think about tips for how to reduce stress in the classroom and the home environment now during crazy times and how to incorporate sleep ability, we can have a more functional existence, a more independent existence because the kids will know what to do and we can have an overall more calm atmosphere, more calm experience in our homes and in the world at large, especially during crazy times. This has been OT Talk with Mr. T. Join us next time as we talk more ways to make things more functional for you during crazy times. And I'm your host, Mr. T.